Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. We're breaking from the norm on this particular podcast with a special edition of Locked On Ducks. There will be no game recap. We're not going to talk about the Ducks at all on this podcast. Instead, we are breaking from the norm and talking about a pretty sensitive subject. So I want to give that disclaimer right off the bat that there will be some sensitive content on this particular podcast episode. So I want to tell you that right now. I also want to give this disclaimer that the views and expressions of this particular podcast are mine and mine alone. And I am representative of the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Cares. Okay, let's get right into it. If you're aware, there have been some ugly incidents in hockey over the past, frankly, this month. We had one incident take place in the American Hockey League, a league that I work on, and also the ECHL, a league that I used to work in. And it's been pretty tragic to see both of these incidents take place in January for several reasons. Next month is Black History Month. And also this came right around the time when Willie O'Ree got his number retired by the Boston Bruins. Instead of looking just at the incidents that took place in the last weeks, we're going to look back on other incidents that have taken place before that. As I mentioned, Willie O'Ree finally got his number retired by the Boston Bruins, his number 22. He has said that he's been on the wrong end of racism on his part, but that's bound to happen when you're breaking the color barrier in the National Hockey League. And he had been on the receiving end of some racial taunts and a plethora of racist remarks towards him, as have several other black hockey players. This is not just black hockey players. This is non-white hockey players have been on the receiving end of racial slurs for a long time. This is a white-dominated sport. I realize this as my last name is Hernandez, I realized this as a Mexican, that there are not many people that look like me. There really aren't. And I will give my expressions about all that a little bit later. Let's talk about one of the victims that recently had to put up with another racial taunt, and that is Boko Imama, currently of the Tucson Roadrunners, formerly of the Ontario Reign. Now, I do want to bring this incident up because there is at least one of you out there that had something to say towards me and it was offensive and it was wrong. And then I had another individual saying that I'm a liar. No, I, I heard this happen right in front of me. So I'm going to set the record straight for someone saying that I was a liar. No, here's what really happened two years ago, almost to the day. This took place at Toyota Arena, a game between the Bakersfield Condors and the Ontario Reign, where Brandon Manning of the Condors said racial slurs repeatedly towards Boko Amama. This happened in front of the officials. Now, I'm not going to repeat what was said, but there were racial slurs. And I hate that I had someone come at me saying, no, you're an effing liar. No. This happened. I was there. It absolutely happened. So for those of you coming at me saying, no, that didn't 
who are you kidding? What are you trying to get out of that by saying that I'm lying? This happened, and it was a racial slur. And what happened back then? Brandon Manning got suspended for only five games. Yes, you heard that correct. Only five games. That was caught by the referees on the ice. That was caught by other officials. That was caught by anyone that was on ice level. And they did not do nearly enough on that suspension. Even at the time, I knew that five games was not enough. It was a joke. And then it happened again recently. But going back to that incident two years ago, as soon as I saw the five-game suspension, I knew it wasn't the right call. Should Brendan Manning have been banished? No. Should have should he have been suspended for the rest of the season? Absolutely. Him only getting five games further fueled the remarks that, hey, maybe this is okay. We can be racist and get away with having only a four or five game suspension, which seemed like a slap on the wrist at the time. Going back to everything that happened back then, Brandon Manning did come back to play pretty quickly. Unfortunately, that's how it went. Boko Mama did have a statement after that particular incident. This is all the way back in January 2020, so almost two years ago to the day. He said, quote, No matter how intense or heated a game gets, there is no room for this in our game and no excuse. I have taken some time to reflect on what transpired on the ice against Bakersfield Monday night. What happened is unfortunate for everyone. I am very proud to be an African-Canadian hockey player and to stand for all other players that are in the same situation as me. End quote. So he's proud of his heritage. He's proud to be an African-Canadian. And he will stand for all other players that are in the same situation as him. He stands for any of his teammates that are also African-American or African-Canadian. Last season we had what was called the Black Aces line of the Ontario Reign, where you had three black players on the same line for an Ontario Reign game. That line at the time consisted of Boko Alama, Devontae Smith-Pelly, and current Ontario Reign player Akil Thomas as being the quote-unquote Black Aces line. That was a big deal back then, and that did make some headlines. Was it for the right reason? Yes, because it made black hockey players proud. That was a proud, proud moment. And getting to see that in person, it it was great. It was extremely great. But did it help? Absolutely not. Because we had this other incident the following season. But before I get into that, let me finish what happened with the Brandon Manning incident. After the five-game suspension was served, Brandon Manning did come back to play the Condors. And guess who one of those first games back was against? The Ontario Reign in Bakersfield. So what do you think would happen when Imama and Manning met on the ice right after that? They got in a fight. Actually, it was Boko Imama who began that fight, and he finished it. He beat the crap out of Brandon Manning. He just pulverized him. 
he got the extra two for starting the fight, and that was fair. He will take that penalty a hundred out of a hundred times. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly who he was going after, and pretty much everybody cheered that fight, saying, "Yeah, Brandon Manning deserved to get his ass kicked." That's what most of the hockey world was saying. And then we have the Christoph Rabic incident that took place against Boko Omama just a few days ago on January 12th. So less than two weeks ago. Here's what happened. Apparently, Roadrunner staff informed the AHL that Rabic directed a monkey gesture toward Boko Omama after the January 12th game. And this was confirmed through video review. This is a sad incident, and it's sad that this is still happening in 2022. This kind of behavior should not be condoned. In fact, here is the statement by Harabic, who takes full responsibility. Here's what he said. Quote, People should know that I had absolutely no inappropriate intent. The gesture was made in the heat of battle, and while I didn't mean anything racist by what I did, I realize now through my own ignorance how my gesture could be interpreted. I alone am responsible for that. It was terrible, and I make no excuses. When I heard about Boko's reaction to the gesture, I was horrified by what I had done. Boko is a player I respect, and I am so sorry for putting him through this situation. I sent a personal apology to Boko and sincerely hope that he will forgive me. I also want to apologize to the AHL, the San Jose Barracuda, the Tucson Roadrunners, and to my teammates for my unacceptable actions. Do I accept this? I honestly don't know if I accept it, but the statement is out there. He got suspended for 30 games. That should send a statement. Where was this discipline two years ago? Where was this level of discipline before? 30 games was absolutely the right call, and at least it set a precedent to the rest of the league that racism is not tolerated. And I'll have a little bit more on this particular incident after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. The football playoffs are in full swing. We have the conference finals coming up pretty soon. And we have the NBA and the National Hockey League in full action right now. So if you want to check out the latest lines, head over to betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on this special edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. And I gave the disclaimer before, I will give it once again. Sensitive topics are talked about on this particular episode of Locked On Ducks. So I began to talk about the latest incident against Boko Omama from Christoph Rabic of the San Jose Barracuda, who got suspended for 30 games. I thought that was a better suspension by comparison to the one from before. So Boko Imama did have a statement after that game. Here's what Boko Imama had to say after that incident took place 
in San Jose. Quote, I've been dealing with situations like this my entire life. As a person of color playing youth hockey through junior and now twice as a professional, this keeps happening to me over and over again. We have enough to worry about as pro hockey players, and it saddens me when anyone has to deal with these types of issues. It's frustrating and disheartening that this is still going on in 2022. Even though I honestly believe the sport has made positive strides, we still have a long way to go to educate the ignorant and to make hockey a safe place for everyone. My hope is that people learn from this and that someday hockey will truly be for everyone. End quote. Great statement by Boko Mama. He did mention this happened multiple times. This happened twice. Once with the rain, once with the roadrunners. This also did happen in juniors in the Quebec League. So he's unfortunately familiar with the situation and it is disheartening that this keeps happening over and over again. What the Ontario Reign did just on the 22nd was a beautiful moment. And I will give props to members of both the Ontario Reign and the Tucson Roadrunners. So it was a great moment. After the first whistle, it was about 15 seconds in. Both teams stood in support of Boko Mama after that horrific incident in San Jose. And it was public address announcer Jeff Pope who immediately said that hockey is for everyone and we stand in defense of Boko Mama and we stand in support of Boko Mama. It was a great statement by Jeff Pope at the right time. And this was right when the crowd was kind of quiet. And he said, can I have everyone's attention? And that got everyone's attention. And what happened was great. Members of both teams tapped their sticks on the ice. Several people in the crowd applauded. Several people stood up. I'll admit, I stood up and applauded as well. And I know that you're typically not supposed to do that in the press box. But this is definitely an exception. I stood up. I applauded. I love the statement. It was great that a former rain player got a long standing ovation from the crowd, from the players. It was a great moment all around. And I loved seeing that. And I thought, okay, this, this helps. This is a step in the right direction. Or so I thought, because that same evening that we had a wonderful moment in Ontario, something ugly was happening on the other side of the country. And this took place in Jacksonville, Florida, where another former rain player, Jordan Subban, had to be subjected to racism. This one was worse because it was Jacob Panetta who did, in front of the cameras, he also did a monkey gesture towards Jordan Subban, who, by the way, is the brother of P.K. Subban, very outspoken player. PK said they don't call the East Coast League the jungle because my brother and the other black players are the monkeys. So he called out Jacob Panetta right away. And what happened after that? Subban went after Panetta because we we all saw what happened. What also made this incident ugly was that in the video that's circulated online... Not only do you see 
multiple players go in Subban's defense. They got suspended. But also in that video, you can hear people in the crowd, and I'm not going to mince words. People in the crowd were saying the N-word towards Jordan Subban. These are fans in Jacksonville, Florida, in our country, in the year 2022, making these kinds of statements? That is not right. That has no place, not just in hockey, that has no place in sports whatsoever. And I hope that those people that said that take a long look at themselves and think about what they just said, because it is abhorrent that we are still hearing this language in 2022, and it is shameful. But it got worse. Oh, can you believe it got worse after that? Because there was a statement that went out from the Jacksonville Iceman. All the Iceman said was, we are cooperating with the league review of the incident that occurred in last night's game against South Carolina. As an organization, our fans, partners, and sponsors know our core values, and we intend to make comments and decisions after completion of league review. Okay, that's part one of it. What else could they possibly have said after that? Well, they had another statement just a little bit after that. This is the official statement from the Jacksonville Iceman. Quote, To be clear, our core values as an ownership group include one love and zero tolerance for racism or any other forms of hate against any group whatsoever. The platform that is the Jacksonville Iceman is one that is more than just about hockey to us as a group. It is about using this platform to spread not only our love for hockey, but our love for the community and for each other. Though the investigation and review is ongoing at the league level, the Iceman will be releasing the player involved effective immediately and will continue our mission of sharing our love of community and hockey. On behalf of the entire organization, we apologize to anyone who was offended and look forward to beginning the process of healing together as one. Thank you. Okay. Maybe you just said one love one too many times there. Not once was the player mentioned. Not once was Jordan Subban mentioned. Not once was what exactly happened. Not once did we see that hockey is for everyone. We didn't see anything like that in this statement. And it's an awful look for the Jacksonville Iceman. What's the ECHL going to do? Probably nothing. They're probably going to do nothing about it because he's been released. So what are they going to do? Are they going to suspend a free agent? They cannot do that due to league rules. They cannot suspend a player that is not on any franchise. So what's probably going to end up happening is he's going to be, quote unquote, suspended indefinitely with no way to come back. But if he's been released from the ECHL, it's probably likely that he's not going to come back and play in this country. I'll give the example of Brandon Manning. Immediately after he got his lights punched out by Boko Mama, he didn't play at all the previous season. In fact, I just found out that he's playing out in Germany. That's the last time we saw Brandon Manning play. Christoph Rabik. I bet the same thing's going to happen to him. He's probably going to have to play overseas now and might not see any action in the AHL anymore. And then we have this incident that's probably going to be just as bad. Jacob Panetta is probably not going to come back to the ECHL. He might go overseas and play there as well. So 
I guess that's going to be the norm now. We're just going to cast off these players and not have them go through any kind of sensitivity program. That's what's going to happen now. Okay, fine. So be it. But then you have these think pieces or these quote unquote think pieces come out from different outlets. One from Ken Campbell, who said that Jacob Panetta has been tried and convicted by his team without due process. And that's just as bad as the racial gesture he's accused of making toward Jordan Subban. No, racism doesn't belong in hockey or any sport for that matter. Yes, it was a racial slur two years ago. It was a racist gesture last week, and it happened again over the weekend. What Ken Campbell said is unacceptable. He's guilty. Jacob Panetta totally did a racist gesture, and it's wrong. I'll have more thoughts about this on the other side. Welcome back to the third and final segment of this episode of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I'll give my closing thoughts on everything that's happened here. So there was a tweet that went out from Michael Trakos, who said he spoke to Jacob Panetta just recently. And he says, quote, I believe him when he says what he did wasn't intended to be racial. So here's what Panetta said, quote, I heard him in the hallway and I kind of clued in that it was perceived like that and he took it that way. I was kind of in shock. It's not my character. It's not what I intended. That thought never crossed my mind. It's tough hearing things, but actions are perceived differently by everyone. Unfortunately, those actions were perceived as racial. I want to emphasize that that was never my intention. My parents raised me to treat people with the utmost respect. That's exactly what was going through my mind and what's been going through my mind for the past 36 hours or so. End quote. I'm sorry. I don't know if I believe that. As someone of color myself, it's hard for me to believe anyone that says, oh, that wasn't racist. No, it was completely racist. There's a reason that Subban went crazy there. There's a reason that P.K. Subban had that statement that he had to make before the Devils game over the weekend. And I will reference what P.K. Subban said. He did not like it at all. He had to go onto his brother's defense. He hates that we're still seeing these actions in 2022. And it puts him and his family at a disadvantage. They've heard this all the time. All the time. And for P.K. Subban to come out and say that it's happened to him and happens to other black athletes all over the place, what does that tell you? What does that tell you that we are still having these racist incidents still happening in January of 2022? Well, here's, here's what I think. I will give my thoughts now. It's terrible that we are seeing racists have the ability to say these kind of things and their voices have been amplified even more so in the past couple of seasons this is awful rhetoric and for someone like me that works in hockey i'll come out i'm a non-white person working in hockey 
have I heard racist comments toward me? Yes. Do I hate it? Yes. And I feel like now is the time where I have to come out and say it. It's awful. It is awful that I'm still getting these remarks at this time. I got them just over the weekend. I got them last year. I got them the year before that. I hear it at least once a year. Oh, what are you doing? You're a Mexican working in hockey? <laughs> yeah. So what What sports am I going to cover? Soccer? I, I work in soccer too. But just because I'm Mexican, that doesn't mean that I can't enjoy hockey, whether it be roller or ice. I mean, I've worked in this sport for over a decade, coming up on my 12th season. And I'm still getting these remarks. It's awful. We need to be better. We all need to be better. I'm not going to come out and make racist comments myself because it's not in my character. It's not right. And the fact that I'm still getting this now, the fact that I've had friends that work in hockey that are not white and they hear it too. They hear it too. It is not right. What does that say about your character if you are making racist comments, if you're making racial gestures, what does that tell you? It's tough. It's tough hearing those. It's difficult hearing those things. And it's difficult not to let it creep into the front of your mind because you're always going to hear those comments in the back of your mind. I hear the comments in the back of my mind. It hurts. I'm not going to lie. It hurts. Absolutely. And all those players that say those things, that use the N-word, that call other players a monkey, that use the monkey gesture, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. They ought to absolutely be ashamed of themselves. There is no place in any sport. There is no place in hockey for that kind of injustice. There is absolutely no reason why we should still be having this in the year 2022. And there are several people out there that are coming to the defense of Jacob Panetta. I'm sorry if I'm going to say this. I apologize if I'm going to ruffle some feathers. But if you're coming in defense of Christoph Hrabic or Brandon Manning or Jacob Panetta or anyone else that has made these kind of comments, take a look at yourselves. Think about who you are defending. Think, but most importantly, think about what you are defending. You are defending racism. That is not right. Racism has no place in our sport. When we talk about having hockey is for everyone, everyone should include everyone of all genders, of all races, all colors. It really should include everyone, especially in this melting pot of Southern California where you have players of all races. I see it every day. Youth hockey. We have black players in a team that I help out, the Ontario Moose. We have Mexican players. We have players of pretty much every race. 
playing youth hockey. And they don't see color. You know what they see? They see team. They see everyone around them. Okay? At at those ages, at the 20s, a player has to know better than to say anything racial like that towards another player. It's not hard. Just don't do it. Don't do it. And be better. Hockey should be for everyone. Racism has no place. All right. That's how I'm going to end this podcast because we've run quite long here. But for those of you that stuck around for this entire podcast, I want to sincerely thank you. If you have any feelings about this, please feel free to email me. But please, if you're going to email me, let's keep it constructive. So if you have any thoughts on this, you can email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. But please keep it respectful. I do want to hear your thoughts on this. I want to hear your thoughts on what happened in San Jose. I want to hear your thoughts on what happened in the ECHL. I just I want to hear your open thoughts. If you want to start a conversation about this, I'm open. I'm open to the conversation. Let's get this conversation started. Let's try to make hockey a better sport for all. All right. If you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And for those of you that listened through the whole way, I want to sincerely thank you from the bottom of my heart. So thank you so much. We'll be back with our regular podcast Wednesday early afternoon where we'll preview the Leafs and Ducks game. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a good day. Please, please continue to be kind out there. Be kind to everyone. And Ducks fly together and we all fly together. <laughs>